This is the Well-Connected Twin Cities podcast, bringing you conversations about holistic health and wellness with local voices, so you can get to know the incredible experts we have access to right here in the Twin Cities. This episode of the Well-Connected Twin Cities podcast is brought to you by Watershed Spa, the first communal bathhouse coming to the Twin Cities in 2022. This new concept is an expansion of Spot Spa, a Twin Cities favorite that's been around for 20 years. The new space will include a communal bathhouse with hot and cold pools, saunas, steam rooms, and dedicated areas for rest and relaxation. There will also be treatment options like massage, cupping, skincare, and other integrative healing modalities, along with a gorgeously curated retail section. Head over to watershedspa.com to learn more about how you can get early access and grab some amazing perks by supporting their crowdfunding campaign. You can get discounted bath passes, memberships, and exclusive spa products as a thank you for helping them bring this incredible vision to life this year. Learn more at watershedspa.com. Welcome back to the Well-Connected Twin Cities podcast. I'm your host, Lily Zaborowski, and in this episode, I'm joined by the two founders of Statera Health in Edina. Dr. Jaren and Dr. Jordan are two chiropractors who are passionate about functional wellness, fitness, nutrition, and really taking an integrative approach to health and well-being. They have some really unique tools in their office. So in this episode, we talk about some of the tools that are available, including hyperbaric oxygen chamber, infrared sauna, and LED light therapy. So if you're curious about any of those tools, you definitely want to listen to this episode and we will get right into it now. I am here with Dr. Jordan and Dr. Jaren from Statera Health. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Yeah. So let's get started with introductions. Um, will you tell us a little bit about what drew each of you into chiropractic care as a career? Yeah. So I guess I'll start off. Originally, I wanted to be an orthodontist. And in order to be an orthodontist, you got to become a dentist first. So I spent my undergrad prepping for dental school and working at a dental clinic in Duluth, Minnesota, and quickly realized there that I did not want to look in moles all day, every day for the rest of my life. So um, kind of withdrew from that and fell back to pharmacy. I thought pharmacy would be a good fit for me. So I moved down to the cities, got a job at the Target Pharmacy in Edina, which is like the, at the time they're saying it was the second busiest pharmacy in the country. So got to see a lot at this pharmacy and everything. And ultimately it was working there that made me realize that I didn't want to be a pharmacist either. Just because I was seeing how that whole side of medicine was working, and a lot of a lot of patients were being put on these medications and sometimes they just continue to get worse. So then they're needing these other medications to counteract the side effects of these other ones. So quickly learned in that retail pharmacy that it was not the fit for me. And that's when I came upon chiropractic. I had a girlfriend at the time who was in chiropractic school and I had three other friends who were in chiropractic school. And they were talking to me about this innate healing. And once you put your body in the right environment, it can heal itself. And at the time, it just sounded like a bunch of voodoo to me, to be honest. Um, but I started to dig into it a little bit more and ended up shadowing a lot of chiropractors that they 
uh, recommended and ended up shadowing about six different chiropractic clinics. And at that point, I had already been um, accepted to two different pharmacy programs. Um, so I was left with a big decision to make. Do I want to continue down the pharmacy path or do I want to do what I think uh, would be really helping these patients without doing any harm first? So I chose to do the latter and that's ultimately what got me into chiropractic school. Cool. Yeah. And what about you, Dr. Jordan? <laughs> yeah, so mine is a little bit more boring story. I often refer over to Jaren to be like, hey, did you know he was actually going to be a pharmacist and then jump <laughs> in here? But no, all throughout um, youth sports, uh, we had a, a chiropractor who is now my chiropractic mentor and just really helped me all along the way, whether it was not only recovering, but also preparing for, um, for sport performance. And I thought that was really unique. We got to develop a, a good family friend relationship and uh, yeah, we just kept in touch all throughout college, got to the point where I was kind of determining hey, where I was going to go after this. So once I graduated, went down to Arizona where his practice is at, spent three months down there really seeing his day to day and all the cool components of, of chiropractic and the wide scope that that allows for. And uh, yeah, I really decided to, to jump in and, and uh, see what it was all about. Very cool. And you both opened your clinic right at the beginning of the pandemic, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We both graduated from chiropractic school at the end of 2019. Mm -hmm. So 2020, we were looking to, well, even before that, we were already living together for a couple of years. So we knew that we wanted to start something, but we didn't have it all planned out quite yet. So when we graduated, it was, it was uh, time to really start figuring it all out. So um, we put our game plan together, started looking at some spaces, ended up signing a lease on a space beginning of February. Um, and it was like a week later, we hear about COVID being in the United States. And at first we thought it was going to be a really, you know, just quick thing and it'll be behind us shortly. So we pushed off our opening date till May 4th of 2020 and COVID was still a thing, still is a big thing now. Um, so yeah, yeah, we opened right in the middle of the pandemic and we just had our two year anniversary. So well, congratulations on that. Yeah, thank what you. an interesting time to start a business. Yeah, absolutely. But I'd say we made it through the most difficult part. So we'll, we'll be yeah. here for the long run. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you also have a variety of other tools that you utilize at your clinic. Do you want to talk a little bit about functional medicine and some of the different tools that you offer within your space and within your practice? Yeah, definitely. So like Jaren was saying, we lived together all throughout chiropractic school. So we really had a lot of time to sit down and just, you know, talk about our interests. And we had always been interested in, in biohacking and this idea of personalized health. And uh, a lot of that is, is consumer-based and we wanted to, you know, kind of transition that more into like a clinical setting. Um, that kind of led to just diving into the education more with more seminars and, uh, and podcasts and videos all about this and just got really passionate about it. And uh, so again, functional medicine is a, a big component of, of our practice, um, really diving into the individual's lifestyle, whether that be their mindset, their nutrition, how they're moving, how they're sleeping, a lot of things that are just kind of discounted or discredited when you're really looking at the root cause of a lot of the, the ailments that we see today. I think uh, one of the things that we do pretty well is empowering our patients to really teach them how to get healthy themselves 
And uh, instead of this kind of very outdated paternalistic model of, hey, you know, this is the doctor, they know best, I'm just going to listen to them. Instead of really identifying the barriers that maybe the patient is struggling with, help them overcome that. And then again, really, really achieve the, the ultimate health and the ultimate life that they that they're coming to see us um, for the, in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a, that's a huge passion of ours. It's a really cool, um, unique aspect of, of the clinic and the services that we provide. Um, we still adjust a lot of patients too, but yeah, like I said, that uh, the integrated model is, has been really cool. And that yeah. can be helpful for like specific concerns and also for kind of that preventative lens, like you mentioned, of just maintaining health throughout life, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very true. We have a lot of patients coming to us and we kind of have the, uh, the anti-aging and longevity um, appeal to our practice. And while we have a lot of patients coming to us that say, hey, you know, maybe I don't necessarily want to live any longer than I'm supposed to, but I certainly want to live as best as I can until that day. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the, the cool aspects that's really coming up, um, uh, really surfacing in medicine is health optimization not just, Hey, how can, you know, am I just healthy because I'm not sick? Is it, um, you know, kind of more of that, but we now know that health is just so much more than the absence of disease. And with the tools that we have today to be able to measure and also optimize, we can just bring the level of health to to a whole new new level. So cool. Okay. So what do you wish more people knew about functional medicine? So I wish people knew more about functional medicine in terms of that. It's nothing new. There's often a big joke throughout the profession that we're just taking the advice that our grandmothers would have given us, you know, back in the day, everything was organic. Um, there was a lot more movement demands throughout the daily life. You know, it wasn't just go to an office and, and sit down for eight hours. Um, the environmental toxic burden was certainly reduced and physiologic stressors were also a lot lower. Um, so, so again, just diving back and I know there's a lot of, um, labels and keywords like ancient medicine and foundational medicine all around like functional medicine. And that's kind of going off of that. Again, we're just kind of making it more mainstream and more integrative too, which I think is a, is a really, really cool thing in the profession. Um, and then just one more thing, I wish more people understood that functional medicine is layered. Um, we have a lot of patients coming to us with the expectation that just because we're taking a non-traditional approach that we're going to see hundred percent of the outcomes in a really short matter. And, uh, and again, kind of tying back to our first point of how we got into it is that, um, this is root cause medicine too. So, you know, we're not just going to address a single symptom and then send you on your way. We're really going to dive into how are you sleeping? How are you eating? How are you moving? and develop a a large strategy around this that's not only like short-term, but also sustainable Mm -hmm. um, for that patient's interest level. Um, Because this isn't just, you know, a short-term fix, this is a lifestyle. If you're going to truly live the the optimal health that that you desire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you have a lot of great tools for treating chronic illness. Can you Tell us about some of the common reasons that people work with you and what are some examples of possible treatment plans? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, we have a bunch of people coming to us for a wide range of symptoms, not like they're coming for us just for symptom suppression, but for the creation of health. So we have people, most of the time people are coming to us with things like fatigue or brain fog, 
sleep troubles, pain, things like that. But basically there's a lot of different conditions that we can help people with uh, just by focusing on the foundation first and foremost. So by helping people sleep better, by helping them uh, move better and eat better and helping them with their mindset. And then also with our clinic, we have these recovery tools to help people recover quicker. So whether it's um, that they're coming in for just the fatigue or if it's concussion or a sports injury that they just sustained, we have a lot of different tools at the clinic to help them recover quicker. So like a couple of those tools, for example, are hyperbaric oxygen, which we can dive into here shortly. Um, and then also LED light therapy, um, infrared sauna, and all these tools have a whole bunch of research to support them and everything through a, a long list of different mechanisms. So if you take all those tools together, including the functional medicine and chiropractic side of things, we can realistically help support internationally recognized over a hundred different conditions. So we're not limited to just the fatigue and the brain fog and, and things like that. Yeah. Okay. So the hyperbaric oxygen chamber, I was able to come in and see the chamber that you have in your office, which looks like a little submarine or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cool. Um, But I feel like that's a pretty unique offering. I think, you know, the first time I remember becoming aware of like hyperbaric oxygen chambers. I feel like Michael Jackson was into it a while back. And it was this thing that was like, just for the elites, for super rich people. And it seems like it's becoming a little more accessible, which is cool. So can you tell us about how does this therapy work? And what are some of the benefits that people can experience from it? So I may be a little biased, but I think that hyperbaric oxygen therapy is the coolest therapy on the market because any, really anytime you increase oxygen and in circulation, everything is going to work better because the cell is kind of acting like this little engine and it's always um, using up energy and relying energy to, to come in in the form of oxygen. So whether that you're using this in the short term to, to be able to heal from an ailment, again, whether it be a a musculoskeletal injury, maybe it's a concussion, maybe it's a stroke, neuropathy, all these different short-term tools we can strategize around and increase that healing time. Or if it's in the long-term now saying, hey, I want to you know, create better um, just mental performance or better physical performance, be it um, reduced inflammation or greater cognition, um, there's different strategies that we can impose and, and really create some cool outcomes. Now, how it works is uh, we can dive into this a little bit. Could talk for an hour on this, but everybody understands that when you go to altitude, um, maybe you have a little bit harder time uh, breathing or, you know, just for the first few days until your body acclimates. Well, the reason for that is because there's less partial pressure of oxygen at higher altitudes. So at Colorado, for example, Um, now the, the way that uh, we breathe and actually take in oxygen is that because the, the pressure outside in the outside atmosphere is greater than that of the lungs and the pressure in the lungs is greater than that of in the tissue. So we always have these pressure gradients and the law of, uh, of diffusion and also just nature is always trying to balance itself. So molecules are always gonna move from an area of high concentration to low concentration to balance themselves out. Mm -hmm. So again, back to this equation, we got the atmosphere, it's gonna diffuse into the lungs and then the lungs are gonna diffuse into the tissue. Now again, at altitude, that's not gonna work as efficient because there's less pressure in the atmosphere around us. 
But if we are here at sea level, um, it's, you know, we, we have a pretty good idea that this is, this is pretty normalized, this is works, and, uh, you know, we're all acclimated to this. Now, if you go below sea level or even underwater, the pressure dramatically increases um, around us, that atmospheric pressure. So now what you can do is diffuse oxygen at a much faster and much efficient rate, not only into the lungs, but into the target tissue where that oxygen metabolism metabolism is occurring. So again, you're going to see faster um, recovery times, faster healing times, and then all the other health benefits that, that we're looking to achieve with, with increased oxygen. And really there's no, like, there's no maxed out cap of how much oxygen can enter into the system. So you're going to get uh, some really cool effects um, from increased oxygen circulation. Yeah. And the chamber that we have currently operating at um, Statera is technically called a mild hyperbaric oxygen therapy uh, because it's a soft cell chamber and it's operating at a much lower pressure. So some chambers go up to about 2.5, maybe three atmospheres. Ours operates at about 1.3 atmospheres. So ours is going to benefit um, the central nervous system the most. So anything any symptoms related to that, whether it's someone suffering from concussion, whether it's recent or a few years ago, um, even stroke, TBI, um, whiplash, uh, Alzheimer's, even dementia, a lot of those things, our chamber is going to really help the most with, or even fatigue and brain fog. And that's why a lot of patients who are coming in with uh, COVID long haulers are getting a lot of good success at the clinic here. But we're hoping, um, hopefully by the end of the year, we get a hard chamber so we can um, treat more conditions, just have a wide array of conditions that we can help with. Yeah. Yeah. So this chamber is pretty small. It's like one person at a time, right? It's technically a two person, but yeah, we okay. usually have one person at a time. It looks um, like we have done like a parent and child in there at the same time before. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And, and it does inflate. So um, I guess I should have talked about how it's actually working while someone lays in there, but basically you lie down in this uh, soft chamber um, and you're, you're wearing an oxygen mask inside. So you're breathing 100% oxygen and then the chamber pressurizes. And as it's pressurizing, it's expanding and um, becoming more of a hard surface versus the soft surface that it has in the beginning. Um, so that's, that's pretty much how it operates. So does it feel like you're in a little tent or something? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I like the submarine analogy. That was good. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Beam little tube. Right? Yeah. Being that um, we're replicating the effects of diving below sea level, I'm going to use that, that one a lot more. Yeah. It looks like a little personal submarine that you just like crawl mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. I feel like my kids would love it. It Looking at it made me look feel a little claustrophobic, even though I don't identify as someone that's like super claustrophobic, but it just looks like yeah. you sit in this little thing and how yeah. long do people sit in there for a treatment uh typically we're doing one hour to hour and a half uh treatments um but some clinics whether it's at a hospital um they may do two hours three hours at a time um but if you're just looking for a little cognitive boost you can get some benefits from just a half hour session okay. um, but circling back to what you said about the claustrophobia just because that comes up frequently um only about 10 percent of people actually commonly would feel claustrophobic would actually experience an event. And we've been in practice for two years now at the, at that location with uh, the hyperbaric and we haven't had an issue yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do people do when they're in there? Kind of hang out, read a book, um, listen to a podcast. Okay. 
yeah, you can being that we're not filling the chamber with a hundred percent oxygen for the environment. Um, it's got a really, really high safety profile. So you're free to bring a phone and okay. Um, yeah, like I usually bring in my laptop. I always like to get work done while I'm in there, but some people just yeah. like to zone out, take a nap, take phone calls. You know, you have a guy who likes to do Sudoku and crossword puzzles in there. So it's kind of whatever you want to do at that time. Um, and then what do what does a, a treatment plan look like? Do people see benefits right away? Is it like one or two sessions and then they're done? Does it vary depending on what people are looking for? Yeah, so the frequency is all, or the medicine is really all in the frequency and the dosage. So most of the research suggests that about 10 hours um, at pressure is typically the minimum that you would require to see this. Now there's a big kind of gold standard within the field of hyperbaric. So 40 hours is kind of the gold standard for um, more chronic conditions such as concussion, neuropathy, post-stroke any time that we need that short-term recovery. Um, so it's always funny when people come in talking about Michael Jackson sleeping in his chamber, because I always equate it to working out. You know, you're never going to have somebody who's working out for eight hours to achieve the benefits eight times more than somebody's going to do that for an hour. Mm -hmm. So we really feel that it's, it's that, uh, that pressure differential. So if we can, cause again, if you go to altitude, eventually you're going to acclimate. So what we want to do is alter the, the pressure, um, at a more frequent manner. So some, in some cases we could do multiple sessions a day. Um, we would just, of course, space them out. But um, yeah, on a typical treatment plan, we're, we're shooting for a minimum of 10 hours, ideally if they can come in five days a week. Otherwise, we're going to do a minimum of about three days a week to come in to really drive um, those benefits. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Each session, uh, hyperbaric has a compounding effect. So each session you do builds off the previous one if it's not too far spread out, similar to exercise again or supplementing something other than oxygen. So the medicine's all in the dose with it. So you also offer LED light therapy at your office. Can you talk a little bit about what that is and what are some of the benefits that people can experience from that? Yeah, so LED light therapy is a, a really cool and again, it's not it's not anything new. Um, the only new component is that now they're making these full size panels. So whether it be standing models or laying down models, you really get the full effect. Whereas there's been a ton of literature around local treatments mm -hmm. and really what it's doing is um, we know that uh, light waves have will carry their own waves um, so they can uh, travel in different depths and interact with, uh, with the cell and being that every cell holds its own electromagnetic charge. Um, we can tune to that, that level of that charge, similar to turning to a radio station and select the, the exact station that we're tuning to. And then metaphorically carrying on with this, um, just turn up the volume a little bit and alter the, the performance of, of that cell. Um, so yeah, really what we're using this um, for is for um, just general pain, um, cognitive improvements. Um, with, we kind of bucket it into three different things. So again, we got the short term um, if a person's coming in to, to heal from an ailment, we have that bucket, we have the performance bucket or the anti-aging longevity. And then we also have the beauty component to it too. Um, there's a variety of different things. We kind of onboard patients, really um, find out what they're coming in for. 
Uh, the beauty side has really gained a lot of traction. We're seeing a lot of, um, with red light therapy, there's a huge increase in collagen production. Um, so whether it be, um, you know, skin conditions such as eczema, having a lot of success with that, um, healing from scars or wrinkles um, can really help to tone that up throughout the face. Um, but yeah, generally speaking, again, if, if you increase cellular ATP um, at, the, at the cellular level, macro-wise, you're going you're gonna to improve a lot of things. We're just giving the body's ability, we're providing inputs and allowing the body to just do its thing at a much higher level. Cool. So red yeah. light therapy, I've heard about from the beauty side of things, yeah. um, but what are the other light, what are the other colors and what are they? Yes. So there's a lot of um, different terms being thrown around for light therapies. I mean, you have uh, whole body light therapy, LED light therapy, laser light therapy, low level laser, um, red light therapy. And now the new cover term is uh, photobiomodulation, but it's mouthful. So most people just stick to PBM. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's so much research supporting. It's been around since the fifties. You go on PubMed, there's over 4,000 studies on light therapy. So it's well known that it has effects on biology and everything, everything from like Jordan said about the brain health, but uh, skin health and to eye health. I mean, there was a recent study done a couple of a couple of years ago of um, people just looking into a red light for two to three minutes a day for, I think it was eight weeks and they had a 22% increase in visual acuity. So, I mean, just simple things like that. And yeah, just by lying in a bed and I may be biased, but I think our machine is one of the best ones in the world. It was uh, designed by one of the lead researchers in photobiomodulation, which is uh, Dr. Hamblin out of Harvard. So um we have a pretty unique one and we've drawn quite the audience for it yeah i mean it looks like a tanning bed yeah so people go in how does it work do you um how long is a session and do they like cycle through different lights do you choose which yep. ones to focus on how does it work so yeah just to kind of reel this in so we have we have different capabilities within the machine there's the red light which is traditionally kind of used and the red light just has more of like a long kind of like, I guess we're only doing audio here, but uh, <laughs> it's got more of like a long penetrating wavelength. Whereas then you move up the spectrum, um, you have green light and really those are the only two colors that are in there, red light and green light. And green light is more of a shorter wavelength. So it's gonna penetrate the surface a little bit more. So we use um, red light and red lights used throughout a variety of the different settings to really drive down to the deepest layer um, to be penetrating and, and again, generating that, that ATP. Um, how this looks like when somebody comes in, um, it, it does very much look like a tanning bed. Um, and, and the fact that um, it's best applied if you're, if you're wearing minimal clothing or none at all. Um, we have goggles for you. Um, and then, yeah, just set it for about uh, 12 minutes, probably starting somebody off of, and then we can fluctuate up to um, anywhere from 20 to 25. Um, it's a nice relaxing session. You lay in this bed and uh, yeah, it's, it's very warming and nice relaxing nice. session. Yeah. And one of the cool things about it is that it uh, upregulates this enzyme called nitric oxide synthase. So it's um, putting more nitric oxide out there, which is going to dilate our blood vessels and increase more blood flow throughout the body. So um, based off of that, it pairs very well with the hyperbaric oxygen because 
Um, you're getting the blood flow effect from the LED bed, and then you're getting the hyper oxygenation saturation effect from the um, chambers. So you can really saturate the body in oxygen and get those molecules to the sites of injury that need to heal. So cool. Mm -hmm. And then the other tool you have at your office is the infrared sauna. Do you want to talk a little bit about what that does and how it differs from like the typical saunas that people are um, familiar with? So a lot of people are familiar with the traditional saunas. You go into you know, just about any gym. Um, and the way that that works is you're splashing water onto the coals and it's heating the ambient air around you. And that's kind of how it's generating heat. The way that infrared saunas differ is that um, there are these panels um, kind of around just where you sit. You really don't even notice them. And what they're doing is generating infrared wave. And very similar to the, to the light therapy, very similar to that, except you can't see infrared. You know, us as humans, we, we can't see that. There's some insects that can. Um, but that infrared wave interacts with the tissue and starts to create vibrations, specifically at the capillary level. Um, so it's going to generate um, increase in blood flow um, with the little capillaries and sphincters and uh, generate heat that way. Uh, with that said, it operates at a much lower temperature, but I find personally that sweats so much more in an infrared sauna than, than others. Um, most people find that it's more tolerable too, and that you're not getting all this just wicked humidity around you. We get enough of that here in, in the Midwest, um, but uh, so you can stay in them quite a bit longer. And again, it's just quite a bit more tolerable. Mm -hmm. the individual who may be sensitive to that, that greater humid and, uh, and steam type sauna. Yeah. I feel like those traditional saunas can feel a little oppressive when you walk in and you're breathing in that hot air. And that was yeah. something I noticed when I tried infrared sauna is that you don't get that, you know, it just feels pretty normal air around you. And then you start to heat up and definitely sweat a lot. Um, yeah. but that's cool. So how do people use the infrared sauna um, in relation to the other therapies that you offer? Or what are your recommendations for people usually? Sauna is a really unique tool because there's so many different things, again, with a lot of these different technologies that we're coming in for a desired effect and then we're getting that desired outcome. Right. So we have, um, whether it be people on programs who are overcoming chronic diseases and we're trying to increase detoxification. For example, we're using it as one for that tool. Maybe somebody's trying to evoke weight loss. It's an incredible tool for that. Maybe they're healing from a concussion. There's a variety of different enzymatic factors that come into play for increasing neurogenesis and different things along that line. A lot of people use them after their workouts, right? And there's a pretty big increase in growth hormone um, so you're seeing faster recovery times, better recovery performance. Yeah, I would say most of the people coming to use our sauna are using it just for mood elevation, to be honest. <laughs> but also at the same time, they don't realize that they're preserving muscle mass or getting more blood flow again. They're supporting the cardiovascular system. They're supporting the brain health. Um, there's some really cool studies coming out of Finland. Um, Dr. Yari Laukinen has been doing like a 30 year ongoing study and it's a really good study uh, surrounding sauna therapies and they're finding that people who do it one to two times a week have like a 25% re 
25% reduction in cardiovascular accidents. And mm -hmm. people who are using it four to seven times a week have like a 50% reduction in cardiovascular accidents. So it's extremely powerful when it comes to just the cardiovascular side of things. But um, there's so much more that it's doing on top of that, like with the sweating, you're getting the detoxification component to it. And some things that are only detoxed through sweat and not the kidneys or other pathways is like uh, BPA and plastics and some specific heavy metals. So if you're not sweating, you're not getting rid of some of these detrimental chemicals. Yeah. And those chemicals are everywhere. It's almost impossible to avoid those right now. Right. And so <laughs> So detoxification becomes very important. So we've talked a lot about the different therapies that you offer and your positioning on like functional medicine and how you approach working with clients and patients. So I know you do a lot around preventative care and that anti-aging longevity bucket that you spoke to. Can you tell us about some things that you value when it comes to preventative care? Like what are some tips or things that you think people should be focusing on? Yeah. So one of my favorite quotes, I'm a big quotes guy. I feel like it sets the stage. Um, it says the man who loves to walk is going to go further than the man who loves the destination. And being with that, I feel like so many people, again, come into the healthcare space as a patient um, looking for that quick fix. You know, what's the diet that's going to help me lose weight? What's you know, the, the hyperbaric procedure that's going to help me, you know, overcome my ailment. Well, that's great. Um, what we're trying to really build is, is different sustainable models because we're not aiming for perfectionism. You know, it's, it's just this kind of fallacy that really doesn't exist. We're looking for, again, consistency and sustainability really along around a, a lifestyle that you enjoy and that you're interested in because chances are, if you can frame around that, Again, you're going to fall in love with that journey and not necessarily this, this destination that really doesn't even exist. Cause you know, at the end of the day, what is healthy? None of us can, we're all striving to be healthier. Um, so some of the things that we really try to emphasize in terms of making this journey more enjoyable is uh, living the classic 80, 20 lifestyle, right? So 80% of the time you're adhering to sustainable things that they really enjoy. Maybe it'd be being more present with, you know, mindful meditation, um, maybe cooking with your partner or family member, you know, having the, those bonding moments and uh, cooking good nutrition foods instead of, you know, falling for kind of like the quick, convenient food model. And then just finding daily movement, doing something that you love that has such a, an impact on the mind and the body. And just incorporating three simple things like that can, can be a huge difference maker. And the person who's trying to do one of those all at once for maybe just like a week at a time out of, you know, maybe the entire quarter, and, you know, always dealing with setbacks too, is another thing that, that we focus on with patients. We always just have to push a little bit harder during those times. And as long as you can show up and be consistent, again, you're going to, you're going to go so much further than just trying to reach this single destination. Yeah. There's so much value in just focusing on the basics too. I mean, so many people want a quick fix, but, um, it's like sleep. For example, we have so many people who are just living on four or five hours of sleep a night. And it's just one of those foundational things that we need to get. If we don't get enough sleep, we're not going to, we're going to have a hard time healing. We're going to have a hard time mm -hmm. keeping our memories and keeping a clear mind throughout all this. So, 
Um, just gotta, we, we really like to put an emphasis on sticking to the foundation and Jordan already mentioned it, but, um, focusing on sleep, eating good, moving good, keeping a good mindset, and then using some of these recovery tactics to keep everything functioning well. Mm -hmm. Again, the conversation is always, well, why does this matter? And if, if you can really frame it in terms of that and really dig towards the person's why, you can really build a compelling argument for falling in love with the journey. Mm -hmm. um, I was super fortunate to have known my great grandparents up until I was like 13 or 14. And uh, it was just awesome. You know, I spent, had a lot of memories with them. And uh, so in my own health journey, I kind of frame that, you know, how can I be that great grandparent to my great grandkids and have all those memories and also too, you know, maybe living longer doesn't appeal to everybody, but living better certainly does. And, and uh, we can, can help a lot of people um, make that a reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so great. You had that experience. I had a similar experience with my grandma. Just, I, it will always stay with me how she just aged so well. Like she enjoyed life. She continuously learned throughout like the later years in her life. She graduated college the year that I graduated from high school. And, was like, <laughs> and then she's like, I think I'm going to take some grad school courses and did grad school courses on art history and open yeah. an Etsy shop when she was like 80. I mean, she just lived life and like stayed active, but she wasn't, you know, a bodybuilder or anything. She was just yeah. walking almost every day. Right probably every day um, and, you know, gardening and lifting weights at snap fitness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think when, when you see those examples of people that really focus on quality of life throughout, it really hits you, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's a cool story. So you treat a lot of athletes at your clinic. What have been some preferred treatments for those clients that you see? Yeah, so we can support our athletes just like we support a lot of our other patients. Um, again, focusing on the foundation first and foremost and building off of that. Um, but we do have uh, some professional athletes that come in. Um, and usually it's uh, regarding a specific injury or something that keeps recurring. So with that, we're supporting them through the chiropractic services but also putting an emphasis on um, physiotherapy. So um, doing specific exercises to help them overcome these injuries and movement compensations. Um, and then also building on top of that with the functional medicine side of things, we can then support their mindset when it comes to game and also uh, making sure that they're getting good quality sleep, making sure that they're getting good nutrition. We can do some functional medicine testing to take a deeper dive into the micronutrient status. We can make sure that they're getting uh, the proper amount of vitamins and minerals in their system. So we really take a holistic approach and again, supporting their mind, their metabolic health and their physical health. Nice. And then with the technologies on hand, we can help them recover quicker and just um, get those outcomes a little quicker, whether it's with the hyperbaric chamber or the LED light therapy bed. Um, and we've even had uh, the Viking strength and conditioning coach come in to use the LED bed because he's been exposed to it many years ago. And he found that it helps him not only with his performance, but also his recovery after performance. So mm -hmm. a lot of ways to help our athletes as well. I think a cool segue to or, or parallel to treating the chronic health patients is that 
we're not necessarily just looking at the symptom that they're coming in to, mm -hmm. to be fixed. Again, we're kind of directing them towards a, a, a lifestyle that, that really supports them. And that kind of, that's really cool with what, how my first chiropractor instilled that in me is that we're not just going to recover. We're also going to help you prepare for, for this in the future. So we can not only help you prevent future injuries, but recover from them faster. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing that's really cool is that, um, well, I guess on the topic of concussion, which is super prevalent, especially, um, in high school athletes. Um, so we get, we have multiple patients coming in for concussions that they recently sustained, and there's not much you can do in the Western model with that. I mean, the best you can do is assess prior to and do like a brain function testing beforehand. And then after they sustain an injury, do that testing again to see if anything's happened. But I mean, a lot of these cases, they're getting knocked out, lights out, and they sometimes have significant symptoms afterward, maybe headaches, maybe the fatigue or brain fog. Um, but there isn't really much you can do from a treatment standpoint in the Western world. So um, that's another place where we come in with the LED bed and the hyperbaric chamber. We can help people get their um, therapies right away and not have to deal with those long-term complications that can arise from things like concussion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Well, is there anything else you want our listeners to know about your clinic and what you do at Statera Health? Yeah, we're starting to release a bunch more content on our social. Um, so if you want to learn more, um, that's a, that's a great place to check us out. Our, our Instagram handle is Statera Health underscore Edina. Um, we're also going to be launching a bunch more YouTube content. So anything that you have questions on kind of like these, these quick hitters on, Ooh, maybe that was really, you know, enticing to me. I want to learn more. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. 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 And if you know of anyone who could benefit from our services, um, but they don't really know much about them and want to learn more, we do offer free consultations for new patients who are kind of on the fence or just want to learn more about these services before they dive right in. Nice. Awesome. Well, we can link all of that in our show notes for people to easily connect with. Yeah. So the best way for people to start working with you is probably visit your website. Yeah. Yeah. Go to the booking link on the upper right-hand corner. Um, our website is officialstatera.com. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. us. Are you a local health or wellness professional or own a wellness business in the Twin Cities? Curious about how you can be featured on our podcast and connect with our community? We have a membership. So go to our website at wellconnectedtwincities.com. Click on providers joined here in the upper right hand corner and you can get details all about what our membership offers. We connect you with other peers in your industry. We have in-person networking events. We also have a digital platform where you can network with other practitioners to build a referral network and just to be in community with other like-minded professionals. We also help to get you in front of new clients by featuring you on our podcast, in our business directory, and on our website. Find out more at wellconnectedtwincities.com.